We're Aaron and Dave Tashin, co-hosts of the Mindful Educators Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 112 of Podcast PD, sponsored by StreamYard, we're going to speak with Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast to tackle educator burnout and how you can overcome it during this challenging period in education. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Happy New Year. Welcome Merry back. New Is Year. No. 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 I did it. No. <laughs> I cannot believe you did it. I can't do it now, so I'm done. That's it. Aw. Right. The show is over. Nope. Go in peace. It's over. <laughs> Happy 2022. Welcome back, everybody. It is 2022, and this is Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined, as always, for another run at this by my Podcast PD compadres, Stacey Lindis and AJ the Snake Bianco. Where did I get the snake from? I was going with 80s wrestler reference this time around. I my figured. goodness. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. AJ, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Snake is... I don't know. I don't even know where to go with that one. But uh, hi. Snake. Snake. I don't know snake. no snakes. Just live there. I don't know. Jake the snake. That's what I was going for. AJ the I snake. Know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm doing well. It's good to hear from you. You threw me off with uh, the Merry New Year. You threw me off with the snake <laughs> reference. These are not things we talk about before the show starts. And I need to be like totally on board as to what's going on. AJ needs to be pimped and pampered and prepped and have pimped. a bowl of right. green M&Ms. That's right. Did I mean primped? Primped and prepped? I don't know. I am clearly not cultured in entertainment. That's all right. It's all good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Stacey, how are you? My cheeks are going to fall off. I'm laughing so hard. I'm trying not to, like, mine's smiling so hard, trying not to laugh. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm, like, super stoked for tomorrow's day off. Um, it's just one of those things that, you know, as you pointed out at the top of the show, we're having a great guest, and tomorrow's day is, uh, tomorrow being off, is just a day of rejuvenation, um, some well-deserved extra time. And, uh, yeah, using it for what it is. Yes. Day off. Day off. Well, I, I, I'd like to let our listener know that we had a planning meeting last week. So we are looking forward to a great start to 2022. And we're in the process of planning some great episodes, some great conversations. And we want you to be a part of it. So in case you didn't know, we do record this show live every other Sunday night. And we announce it at the end of every episode where you can come out, go to podcastpd.com slash live, hang out in our YouTube chat. We've got some great people who hang out with us all the time, and there's always room at the Podcast PD party for more. So just you know, check with us on social media, at Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram, where we let you know when we're going to be, where we're going to be. Today we're on my Facebook, we're on YouTube, and we're on Twitter. So interact with the show, send those comments in, and we're happy to have you as a part of the podcast PD family. Hey, Chris, before we move on, how are you? You sent us some uh, some art project things that you're doing outside of the House of EdTech. I know. I was busy painting the, as I mentioned in the latest episode of House of EdTech, I've started another podcast and another network. 
<laughs> so I am now the advisor of the new Zebra Podcast Network podcasting club at my high school. And I got I secured a physical space in the school. And this week I was busy painting the network logo that I designed up on the wall using the 3M blue tape meticulously painted on the wall. I had a number of my colleagues say, wow, where did you get those wall decals that you I'm like, no, no, I painted it. And people would walk by and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm painting. It was it was so much fun on the limited free time I have during the day. It looks awesome. Yes. Um, So now I can really talk about actual student podcast and student podcasting because we do a live morning show that I've been hosting by myself because my students have been virtual, so I couldn't get them connected. Uh, so that's exciting. You could check that out at zebrapodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to listen live, we're live 7.15 to 7.30 every morning that there's a school day, so not tomorrow, but a very exciting week. And uh, in the house of EdTech, I had an electrical issue, but I'll save that story for another time. But I fixed it, and I'm I'm alive still, so it's all good. Wait, real quick question. You said it's going to be a whole network. So is your plan to have multiple shows beyond just your 7.15 to 7.30? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, because I want to teach students how to podcast. So we'll have weekly meetings. And at least once a week, the physical studio space will be available after school for students to come in. And I will teach them podcasting. So if they want to start a show and create content, I will teach them how to use the gear and help guide them in the content creation process. So right now it's a flagship show and I will give other students the opportunity to create their own stuff. You need to become like, you need to put in a proposal to make that like your jam, like you're teaching for the, like I know at the middle school where I used to work, um, where I used to coach, they had that with like media and like TV and stuff. And I just think that this is so awesome. Well, step one, get a club, <laughs> get it step done Two: get a class. Build it. <laughs> Build it. I will build it. Yes. See, I know. I know. You know, baseball. You know baseball. Yeah. She knows I know baseball. baseball. <laughs> All right. But we're not here to talk about baseball or we're your in, network. We'll come it's a different podcast. Yeah. yeah. Different podcast. <laughs> With these guys. All right. So we're going to welcome on our guest. And our guest here in this episode is none other. Utter? None other. None other. None other. None other. Then Amber Harper. Amber is an educator, author, speaker, and teacher burnout coach whose mission is to activate teacher self-empowerment to help teachers beat burnout and live a happy, fulfilled life. Amber is the author of Hacking Teacher Burnout, and she is the host of the Burned In Teacher podcast, where she provides actionable steps, inspiration, and support for educators dealing with burnout. Welcome to Podcast PD, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. I was sitting here in the background laughing my head off at you guys. You're you're hilarious. I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Very glad to have you, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. And I would be remiss if I did not say that Amber and her podcast are proud members of the Education Podcast Network. So mm-hmm. we're doing a little, little crossover action. So we brought her here to burn down Podcast PD. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about burnout. Burning it. Yes, we are. Burning in. That's right. One part burnout, all other parts, action, inspiration, and support. So, love it. Let's do this. So what's the difference between feeling burned out versus just being tired? I remember reading mm-hmm. like the um, Adam Grant New York Times article about languishing versus versus like, I think it was depression. 
to me, it kind of feels the same way. Like it has like that <clears throat> same feeling. So mm-hmm. what is the difference between being burned out and just being like dead tired? And there are a lot of similarities between burnout and depression. Um, one can in fact lead to the other. Um, but if we're just talking about the feeling of sort of exhaustion, you know, um, that feeling of being tired versus burned out, um, I make it very, very simple. If you are somebody who is tired, tired could be something that is a season. You are, you are tired for some, you know, some reason in your life. You know, something is happening that is causing you to be extra tired. So, for example, you have a new baby. You're not getting the sleep you need, right? Like, you're going to be tired. This is, this is a season that you're going through. Uh, maybe there is a season of school where you are extra busy and working extra hard. You're tired. Um, you know, tired is a natural human, you know, uh, feeling, you know, uh, it could be that your, um, you know, something has happened in your life that is causing things to just be different. You're not getting enough sleep or you're just not resting. You're doing a lot of running around. Maybe you are planning a wedding or, you know, you've just got lots of things that are, that are happening at once that are causing you to be extra tired. The difference, the difference between that and burnout is that you're also feeling the, feeling the feelings of exhaustion, but coupled with that are also feelings of disempowerment. Um, you're feeling that you, you are consistently feeling that, you know, what's the point of me being here? It doesn't see your, your effort is not equaling the rewards that you feel that sh- you should be getting in a given situation. And the fact is 75% of the workers in the world, not just teachers are feeling burned out, especially now because of the ever-changing expectations, the lack of consistency, um, you know, and, and we, of course, as educators, we know exactly what that's like pre-COVID. So um, so to make it simple, tired is a feeling that is, should be temporary because if you're feeling tired, in, in my opinion, what would be the best way to not be tired is not just think about how much sleep you're getting, but what you're doing to energize yourself during the day. So what kind of food are you eating? Are you getting enough water? Um, are you, are you connecting with people that, you know, help you to be, help you to feel happy? And, and of course, are you getting enough sleep? And if you're not doing those things, then I would go to, of course, why, you know, what's been going on, how are checking in on your habits. Um, but in this, in the, in the event that you are experiencing burnout, that's a whole nother ball game that we've got to explore. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that real quick. And I, and I, I, I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but I see the term burnout so often these days that I feel like people wearing it like a badge. Like when we heard, Mm -hmm. you know, don't wear busy as a badge. I feel like people are using the term burnout as a badge. And and for me, when I see burnout and I know, look, you feel it. I understand it and believe me, but I feel like it's a bad image for our profession. Are you Mm -hmm. seeing that? Do you feel that is, am I just overreacting? No, I'm, I'm kind of not scoffing at you, but just this, if you get on Instagram or you get on Twitter, it is so ridiculously popular to glorify the misery of teaching and education. Those are the most popular accounts that you can find. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of followers of certain accounts. I'm not going to name any names that are all about how horrible the profession of teaching is. And the most popular reels, the most popular TikToks, are also talking about how horrible teaching is. And on, on look, TikTok, I just want to jump in. You got teacher quit talk. Like that's like a yeah, a, a, it's a type of content you could see where people are just like, "Hey, put my letter in today. Now I'm off to be whatever." Or it's just like, yeah, come on. 
Yeah. Yeah. And what's really interesting about that is that when I created Burned In Teacher, I didn't create it to help teachers to um, to feel like they have to stay in the classroom. You know, like, Amber, you teach kindergarten. You need to figure your crap out so you can just keep teaching kindergarten. That's not what it's about. But I'm also, it's not, it's, it's not a program or a process, rather, that helps teachers to get out of the classroom, like, leave this crap behind. What it was created to do was to help teachers to really process and think inwardly, build some self-awareness, really think about your core values, what's truly going on, how long it's been happening. I'm really putting this into a very quick summary. But to help you to take actionable uh, steps forward that are not just, you're not just kicking education to the curb and just quitting, but you're really trying to be proactive about what's truly happening that's causing that chronic exhaustion or that chronic frustration, anxiety, um, that's causing you to think that quitting is your only answer. And for some people, it's after they go through this process, they do decide that that's what's best for them. And I'm all about people doing what they feel is best for them in their season of life, wherever they are. Um, but this is totally different than what's happening on social media um, around the world with how, you know, how can I, how can I promote how awful this profession is? And how can I also show off the fact that I'm helping people get out too? Um, so that's, I know we only have a half an hour, but that's, <laughs> but, but that's exactly what I see. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Chris, you nailed it on the head when you said misery loves company, right? Like they're, they're just looking, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're speaking into a, an echo chamber just to be the most miserable, first miserable person that they can be. Like that's something yeah. that I know AJ was worried about, um, which is social media in general. And like, mm-hmm. like there's, we talked about it um, on the side when we were talking about what our next episode was going to be. And and, and I understand um, putting out your truth, but I don't understand how um, educators feel the need to perpetuate and constantly promote, like you said, promote negativity. Mm-hmm. That's just not what I'm about. So like, no. be negative, find a solution is like, you know, have a negative yeah. moment, look for an answer to that. Well, there's a difference between venting yes. and being real and embracing the suck and saying, this is happening and this is hard. And I hate the way this makes me feel. Okay, somebody help me. Like, does anybody have anything to offer me? Any resources, anybody to send me to that I can talk about this? And I won't be gas, you know, gaslighted is another term that's out there a lot, but I won't be gaslighted. I won't be looked at as negative, but I am going to be helped. Um, and I know one of your questions is around how administrators can, can help their teachers. Um, but quite frankly, it's very hard to know how to voice what it is that you're feeling, um, especially now with all the negativity that's out there and really know how to get the help that you need. Um, and, and that's what I, I, I talk about this in Hacking Teacher Burnout and in the Mastermind, we talk about this a lot, is that who you go to for that help really matters. Because if you surround yourself with a bunch of negative, crabby, um, cynical teachers, and you go to them and you talk about what's been happening and how hard it is for you, that you are not going to be met with solutions. You're going to be met with, oh, yeah, you won't believe what he did to me in my classroom the other day. And it's just, it's all of this fuel and this fire that you don't need. It's not helpful advice. It's hurtful. And, and that's unfortunately, I mean, that was one big reason I created Burn and Teacher because that's, that's all I knew was the venting, you know? And of course I knew that you shouldn't go to a teacher's lounge if people are, you know, always talking badly about parents and students and, and other administrators, et cetera. Um, 
okay, so what's my alternative? Just sit and eat by myself and just stew on this and not do anything about it. And that eventually did burn me out. And I did leave the classroom. You know, I'm very open about my teaching journey. I have left twice and I've come back twice. And um, unfortunately, you know, when I really needed some serious help, um, all I could find were Pinterest worthy solutions that are very one size fits all. And burnout's really personal. It's very deeply personal because it could have to do with a traumatic experience that you've had in your life that's just set you off into these patterns and these negative habits, negative mindsets, negative self-talk that just continues to drag you down. Um, so who you talk to about your your challenges really does matter. And who you follow on social media matters. I don't know about anybody else, but I, f- I feel like for me, I-, I feel that there are things that annoy me and there mm-hmm. are certainly things in this profession that bring me joy pandemic mm-hmm. or, you know, quote unquote, normal times. Right. And I have found it valuable to find, you know, the people that not that they're going to, you know, placate me, just agree with the things that I say, but there are people who I can commiserate with and, and we can vent. But these are the same people that in our faculty break rooms that I can have great conversations with about teaching and social studies and what mm-hmm. we're doing in our school. And you know, are there people who are, you know, curmudgeons? I'm not even talking about the old veteran teachers who, you know, should be fossilized. I'm just talking about like, there are just people who like, I just, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you a teacher still? Or yeah. why did you ever get into this? Um, so it just goes back to find the people who you can get good stuff from and are mm-hmm. willing to give good stuff to. And mm-hmm. sometimes that, that room to vent is going to be helpful. Oh, for sure. 100%. But if that's where it stops, that's where it ends. That's where the issues mm-hmm. really become more serious. Um, so I call them, you know, think about your your circle. Are you are you surrounding yourself with terror downers or builder uppers? So I'm not sure if you have heard, you know, of the the crab mentality. Um, so the cohesive. There's lots of different ways to talk about this, but if you were to put one crab in a bucket by itself, it could essentially climb out and go back into the ocean, back into safety. But if you'd put that same crab in a bucket full of other crabs and that same crab tries to get out, they actually pull it back down. This is, this actually happens. Okay. Um, so the same thing happens with human beings. Like whenever somebody is trying to do something different or they're saying, this is not okay with me, I'm going to do something different and get out, you know, whatever that means, not necessarily get out of education, but I'm going to leave this situation. Um, I'm going to leave this conversation. I'm going to leave this negative mindset. Those people that are used to you being there are going to try to keep pulling you back down. And that's why it's so hard when you are somebody, and this is why I believe in the mastermind so much, is that when you're trying to change your life and you're trying to do things differently and you refuse to settle for burnout as the end of your teaching career, then and you start doing things differently and changing your life. People that are around you that are not trying to do those things, they don't understand And therefore, they continue to try to pull you back into where you were before. And there's almost this other side of isolation. You can feel really isolated by your feelings of burnout, but you can also feel sort of, you know, supported in that because of the conversations that happen. But when you're on the other side of it, you're like, I don't do that anymore. That's a whole nother side of isolation where you feel like you're growing and you're changing and you're seeing positive changes in your life, but you have nobody to celebrate it with because you're only met with rolling eyes or looks of like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, it's, 
it's just something that can be very isolating in itself and which could make you also wonder, you know, what's the point of this? I'm now I'm by myself and I have nobody to share these wins with. Chris, I wonder if I, I wanna, I'm going to push back a little bit and just say it's not always the fossilized old curmudgeonly teachers that are negative, right? Like no, there I are said, some. I said that. I said that. I said it's not just those older. I said there there are young people in my building who are miserable as insert beep here, you know? Yeah. And it's people just have like, been at it far too short a period of time to like really like grow those barnacles that just make you feel like icky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a point, you know, we, we had Quinn, my student teacher on a couple episodes ago and he is at the very very beginning of his education journey but there were days where he as a 22 year old student teacher was like you know what is like what is this all about like i don't understand and you know he felt frustrated at different things and you know i could see that at times he would get discouraged and Mm -hmm. you know i told him like whoa slow down like you're at the very beginning you shouldn't feel this way yet if ever so I had to walk him back off the ledge a couple times, you know, to, you know, reinforce the positive and, you know, that led to some great conversations, but, mm-hmm. you know, so it does, age isn't really a factor here. So I understand what you're saying, Steve. And I'm not saying that like young people don't go through those phases either. So like, I'm not trying to minimize anyone's true experiences. I'm just saying like living in that perpetual state of um, just like you said, tearing people down, like being a terror downer just isn't helping anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to transition to our next question. I think, you know, being the administrator of of the group here, I think it's a it's kind of put on my responsibility to make sure that teachers aren't tearing people down, right? That's why we always talk about culture and climate. And, and if you have a leader who's not putting things forward that are going to help teachers, you're you're going to find your teachers really struggling a lot faster. So, so Amber, I'm going to ask the question. Um, sure. Be, besides taking away like the required elements that we have to do with, with observations and sometimes lesson planning without taking away that, what can leaders do in order to actually help support teachers who may be feeling this way or, or who are approaching that, that idea of burnout? There are actually a lot of things that they can do. Number one, to know your teachers, know their names, know a couple of facts about them so that they can have conversations with their fellow human beings that are working in these environments with them. And talk to them on a human level, not only about all of the requirements that they are needing to meet. Um, demonstrating setting boundaries themselves, you know, not maybe sending an email at two in the morning or, you know, showing that you can have a rich life outside of school and still be a teacher. Um, you know, being visible, just being in the class, you know, coming in and just even if it's a knock on the door frame, hey, how's that thing going with your son or you know, hey, is there anything that I can help you with? Um, I, and I know I'm married to an administrator. I'm married to an elementary school principal. Um, we taught together in the same building. And I, I know how we have both seen either side of, you know, good and bad administrators. Um, and something that Jeff and I talk a lot about is being the boss you would want to work for. Um, so would you never want to see the person who is in charge of your building? Would you, would you never want to see them? You know, uh, I, I think it's just so important that, that administration show, they show up uh, at times other than observations, um, and being willing to discuss issues that are bothering teachers that are possibly within their control, because I mean, we, our buildings are packed full of type A perfectionist control freak workaholics. Like it's just, and that could be something too, Chris, that you're talking about with your, um, with your student teacher that 
we just, we dive in head first, like we're doers and, and we want, we want to fix everything and we want to do all the things. And, um, and that, that's only healthy to a certain point. So being, being willing to then talk to your teachers about what is challenging them within their control and helping them to find the resources they need, find a teacher who's had a similar issue, you know, being willing to be vulnerable with, with your administrator is really important, but you can't do that if they're not trusted. You don't know, like, and trust them. Um, so those are just a couple, a couple of the things um, I could, I could keep going if you, if you'd like. <laughs> I, I just want to quickly comment on one of the ones you started with was mm-hmm. for administrators to just simply check in, mm-hmm. right? A, a little goes a long way, especially now to feel supported and know that they are there. And that doesn't mean, you know, be sitting in your office. Obviously, you even earlier in the episode talked about, you know, get out there, be in classrooms, right? Mm-hmm. I know AJ is one who models this and, and he's out in the building and he's trying to do what he can to live this. More administrators need to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But but certainly, you know, if there's things that are stressing Stacy and I out as classroom teachers, there are certainly things that are stressing out administrators in their role during this time. Well, that's what I was going to say too, is that uh, teachers are not the only ones that are being challenged with burnout. Like administrators are too, like it's a real thing. And, and I was going to say earlier that I know the amount, I mean, I've never been a principal. I don't desire to be a principal, but like I said, I'm married to one. There is any number of shenanigans that can just come into your office at any time. So I get it that there are times where you are playing all of the roles, just like teachers are, you know, counselor, nurse, you know, and especially now, you know, you could be substitute teacher, you know, you're filling multiple roles that need to be, um, that need to be filled on any given hour of the day. Um, but it, it has, it has to be, you have to be visible. You have to be there to check in. I mean, basically all of the things that you expected a teacher to do with their students, you should be doing with your teachers. And that's another really great way to model and practice what you preach is that if you are saying we need to do what's best for kids, build relationships first, relationships first, you better know some things about me because you need to believe that your relationship with me matters because I want to trust you. And I want to know that you care about me on a human level. Oops. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to just tap into Siri here, but um, I mean, have you, I mean, how do you, how have you seen that? Have you seen that in your buildings at all? I think one of the things that I've seen is like our administrators okay. are trying to be very like um, approachable. They're trying to be visible. Like you're saying, they're trying to get into our classrooms. Um, and I noticed it a lot last year uh, mm-hmm. because I was, I was in school and I was one of like a very small minority of teachers who were in person last year and they definitely made time to be visible. And I think this year they're still making that effort with everyone being back. And that's been really helpful mm-hmm. and and like just nice to see. And even the other day, our principal came down. He had to speak to my co-teacher. And before we were, you know, he just he hung out, like you said, knocked at the door, hung out for a little bit just to see what was going on. We're in the middle of morning meeting and we're like, hey, come join us. We're in the middle of a game. He was like, I don't know the game. And it was like real quick. He played. Mm-hmm. The kids got to see him be fun. You know, he's not just that guy um, who runs the building or, you know, does all the principal type things, but he played, he played Zoom Eek with us. And like, they'll hold mm-hmm. on to that, at least until the end of the year. They might not remember it forever, but it makes him a more real person as well. And that's just so cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. 
a moment not just for us to be like, oh, okay, cool, he came in, he hung out with us, but a moment for our kids as well. And I look for that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fonz just checked in uh, from Maya Tech Life. Uh, I work with curriculum and instruction and see that those leaders have no idea of the culture their directives create in classrooms at this time. I might be putting myself out there in a weird way. However, I see those directives. I'm a classroom teacher, and I'm going to be honest. If I don't like it, I don't agree with it, I don't do it. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you wouldn't want as an administrator, or I'm sorry, as an administrator, don't ask people to do things that you aren't willing to do yourself. So be careful of the requirements that that you're pressing upon your teachers and really check yourself. And and I'm coming again from from a, a coaching perspective here. Like I have these conversations with teachers, like you need to check yourself before you literally wreck yourself. Like building self-awareness and being reflective on why, not just why are you a teacher? Because I, you know, I ignite and I inspire, but no, like, why, why, like, why am I doing this? Why am I asking people to do this? Is it because I don't trust them? Is it because this is a, the way it's always been done? Is this, you know, what, why is it that I'm asking teachers to come to three, four meetings a week during their plan time? You know, why is it that I'm, I'm asking for lesson plans to be turned in? Why is it that I am, you know, requiring them to track X, Y, and Z data when I never go over it with them at all? You know, and I'm just listing a couple of things that have just, you know, come up over my teaching career of 13 years. And the fact that, again, this goes back to the troubleshooting, um, you know, being willing to not be offended and not like, oh, my pearls, whenever you're, you know, asked why. Like, it's okay. Like, we we encourage kids to ask and inquire. And so there's nothing, I'm not, I'm not challenging your authority by saying, can you help me understand why this is in place? Um, you know, and I, I have asked those questions before I've learned to ask them in a more gentle way, always seeking to understand first, good old Stephen Covey. But, um, this whole, the hierarchy has to stop and the old, my way or the highway also needs to stop because I don't know if y'all have noticed, but teachers are not renewable resources and this was pre COVID. So we can't keep saying, if you don't like it, then you can get out just because you're asking why and trying to understand what all of this work is extra work or extra expectations are for. And that's not being negative. This is just offering some, some thought provoking solutions to, to why teachers are leaving so quickly. If they feel like they can't even talk to you without you getting defensive, then there, there's a, there's a disconnect there that may have to start with you becoming more self-aware. All right. Before we turn our attention to the, the third leg of this conversation where Amber is going to share some top tips for turning burnout into not burnout. So I guess getting burned in, which is what she's the guru and the expert at. Uh, real quick, I want to mention our sponsor, and that is StreamYard. So StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser, and it's how we produce Podcast PD, which people are watching us right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, all at the same time. We could also be out on LinkedIn and some other places, but StreamYard makes it super easy to live stream anything onto the internet with Streamyard, you can go to all these places you can interview guests you can take calls and you can visually brand your broadcast in so many ways if you're interested to learn more please use our link go to podcastpd.com slash Streamyard, and thank you to Streamyard for supporting podcast pd so amber 
top mm-hmm. tips for turning burnout. Let, let's go from burned out to burned in. Your mm-hmm. top tips that a teacher can do right now or when they wake up tomorrow or when they're done listening to this episode, what can an educator do right now? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through a couple of things really quickly because I know they can put these on replay you know, by watching or listening um, into this episode. The number one thing, and this is where I get pushed back like crazy because it seems so simple, but it's not easy, is you've got to check your self-talk. You have to check your mindset. If you refuse to be reflective on the way that you talk to yourself first and the way that you are viewing your reality and what you want for yourself, you will make no changes. You will do nothing different. Everything begins and ends with your beliefs. Everything. And beliefs are choices and choices can be and beliefs can be changed and choices can be changed. So, I mean, it, even going as simple as, you know, you used to believe in Santa Claus until you didn't. OK, so there, this is this is huge. So a couple of mindset shifts that I always recommend that teachers need to really kind of go deep on are number one, believing that things are happening to you, that that victim mentality. This is happening to me instead of okay, this is happening. So what's my next step? Is there anything I can do about this? Is it within my control? So I could go into a deep rabbit hole of this, but number one, a big mistake that teachers that are struggling with burnout that stay there and eventually quit or just stay and are miserable is that they stop believing that things are happening to them. So that's a huge one. The second is knowing that you will not get different results if you don't do something differently. Like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And I have a quick example of that. I teach kindergarten. I have a class of, well, it will be 27 when we come back on Wednesday. I have some serious behaviors in my classroom. Not, not serious, not as bad as where I have heard in, you know, in some other classrooms, but they have challenged me in ways I've never been challenged in my teaching career of 13 years at all. But instead of complaining about the lack of parenting and so instead of talking about how, you know, well, if this, then that I have been diving deep into YouTube videos, podcast episodes about dealing with challenging behaviors in a classroom. And it's changed everything because I refuse to just complain about these kids that I know love me and I, and they, I love them. I refuse to, to, to settle for that. And to just continue to do the same things over and over again and expect their behaviors to change. So that's the second mindset shift. The third one that I talk a lot about is that you can't say, well, when I have this, then I will do these things and I will then be whatever. Okay. So when I have the time, I will do the things that I need to do to be happy. So my, my big thing is we have to flip that. Instead of the have, do, be mentality, we need to do the be, do, have. So I want to be happier in my career. So I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do the things that a happy person would do. And I am going to live that happy life. And I I will therefore have happiness. Now that's a very, happiness is a very broad, very relative, very subjective, right? Idea. But let's talk about like being organized. Okay. We can't say, well, when I have time in the summer, then I will get organized and then then I'll be an organized person. No, I I call BS on that. Like if you want to be somebody who is more organized and you don't have clutter in your home or your classroom, 
you be that organized person now. That doesn't mean you have to tackle everything right today, but you have to start doing the things that an organized person would do uh, in order to, to be an organized person and to have organization. So again, that's a very simple way of, of looking at that. But if you don't change, if you don't adopt some of those critical mindsets, you'll fall right back into your bad habits. Um, and, you know, this is one of the things in Hacking Teacher Burnout, we always have like a pushback um, section is that, well, I've, I've tried these things before and they don't work. Okay. So what was your, what was your next choice? Like what was your next step then? Um, and quite frankly, it goes back to checking your habits. Um, you know, if you're exhausted and you feel like crap all the time, check your habits. What are you putting into your body? How often are you getting physically active on a regular basis? How much water are you drinking? Are you drinking pop every day at 8.30 a.m.? Are you drinking some green tea and some water? Um, you know, who are you hanging out with? Check your circle. Again, we've already kind of talked about this already. Um, check those, check that self-talk that matters. All of these things will have a significant impact in you deciding what your next step is because a, a big issue and this, these are some episodes I want to suggest to you later. Burnout comes from, of course, that all of those, all of that effort is not equaling the reward and rewards are different for different people, different personalities, but it's also, it also comes from a lack of clarity. Like you don't even know what you would do with more, if let's say that you are a burnt, what I consider a burned and unbalanced teacher. So like you are working all hours of the day, you're grading papers while watching TV at kids practices, et cetera. But you don't even know what you would do with more, with more time. If you had it, you don't even know what you like anymore. So it also comes from a significant lack of clarity. So if you don't take time to write these things down, to really think about what it is that you even want, uh, you're, you won't make the changes that you need to make. So write, writing those things down would be a big, big deal. And I know it seems like, yeah, but that doesn't change anything. Well, it actually does because it's going to help you to plan your next, your next tiny little bit, little, little next step. And then the next one, and then the next one. Um, so that's, that's the very beginning of, of this process that, you know, the burden process of what it, what it is and what it stands for. Um, and it seems simple. It's not easy. And that's why not everybody has six pack abs because we can all say we want six pack abs, but you got to do the work. And everything that you do has to be intentional and pre-planned. Um, if you if you really want to, what I consider, grow through your burnout, not just beat it. Those are some fantastic tips, Amber. Thanks. Yeah, Amber, I like those because it's not. You said it. It's not simple, and it's, but it's things people don't think about because when they're caught into in the moment and, and they have the feels, you know, they forget about all those things. So they are a simple approach. And the thing I like most about it, it's not just positivity, blow smoke and, and hope things will get better. These are actually methods that people can do in order to help themselves and not just wish on a star that it'll get better afterwards. Yeah. And one more simple thing that I could suggest to you too, AJ, is taking some deep breaths. Like this is, this is the difference between like just telling a teacher, well, we're going to do, we're going to all meet as a staff and we're going to meditate and we're going to practice yoga. Okay. We can't, and this is a good tip for, uh, for administrators too, is that you can't assume that all teachers have the mental strength naturally to process all of these things that are happening. There are some people, I know some teachers that they are like ducks. They let everything roll off their back. They are positive, like all, not all the time, you know, they have hard days, but they don't let that crap get to them. Like they, I am not 
that type of person. I will absorb everybody's energy around me. And I have learned through all of these things that I talk about how I need to shut that off. You don't, you don't wear that. Like, that's not my burden to bear. I'm not going to do that anymore. And that has come with a lot of practice. And this is why, you know, yoga is great. I do yoga at least once a week. Meditation is wonderful. Some teachers are not ready for that yet. They're not. And that, that's a bandaid on a gaping hole. And it even can kind of come across as being a little um, patronizing. If you just um, took care of yourself. Self-care. Yeah. 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 This is the self-care that I talk about is a lot deeper than, you know, these Instagram worthy ways mm-hmm. of, of caring for yourself. I get my nails done. I love it. Makes me feel pretty, but it's not going to solve my terrible relationship with my principal. If I had one, I have a great relationship with my principal, but, um, it, it's that hard. It's the hard work you have to do to figure out, okay, like I, I have this terrible relationship with my principal. What am I going to do about it? Cause complaining to Becky down the hall is not going to solve anything. Or even getting your nails done and talking to your manicurist yeah. about it. Exactly. She doesn't care. Exactly. She doesn't care. No, no. Oh my some, God, Becky. You still have some of those teachers who, who thrive because yeah. they want that conflict. And they, they yeah. don't want things to get better because it helps them, makes them look good. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me, AJ, when uh, we would talk about the energy bus, mm. right? Like, like making sure that you're like, so mm-hmm. for, for listeners who haven't read um, John Gordon's book, the energy bus, or even mm-hmm. couple it with the no complaining rule, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of like mindset shit, mindset shift that needs to take place. And yeah. um, I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And like what Greg just said here, um, thanking, you know, writing letters to teachers, thanking them and telling them why they're appreciated, giving shout outs and call out call outs to teachers that are you, you, you find positive things about them. Again, no different than what you would want a teacher to do in a classroom, right? Don't only call me to your office or acknowledge me if I've done something wrong, you know? So, it makes oh, you feel seen. Need- <laughs> yeah, it does. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. And I think that's a really big reason for burnout too, is that People feel, don't feel seen. They don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when chaos is consistent, is consistent. Like one of the only consistent things mm-hmm. is chaos lately. Um, there, there seems no time to call teachers out and to notice the positive because we're all just trying to do the best we can with what we have every day right now. And sometimes we're, there's not a lot to work with. So, um, but that's where that mental strength comes in that comes from doing this work. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's so simple. <laughs> love that soundboard chris so there AJ, you didn't wonderful. even have to move your mouth for that i know <laughs> so we always ask our um in-person guests or virtual guests whatever it is um what is your ideal professional development to give or um to take part in as a learner i would say it is in the moment what is challenging you anything that you can find whether it be a book um, I, I subscribe to Blinkist so I can listen to books quickly. Um, I, I love to learn and, I, but mostly I love to, I'm again, no different than a kid, right? I want to learn about things that are interesting or urgent to me now. So whether it has to do with intermittent fasting, I will just go down a rabbit hole and watch every YouTube video or listen to a YouTube video on, on that topic. Um, behavior. I mean, I, I have watched so many YouTube videos about challenging student behavior, read blog posts. Um, so my favorite type of PD to engage in is all of these. 
I mean, you can find any answer to any question on the internet for free. And there's no need to wait. So I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to sign up for a professional development that's happening um, at the end of March um, for student behavior and travel down to Indianapolis to, to watch somebody that may not even be valuable to me. Like, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to maybe, apparently now TikTok is even more popular than Google for finding solutions and getting help. So maybe you TikTok it. I don't know. I'm just diving into that world. But um, don't wait. Like, there's no need to wait. Why would I wait? If I have an urgent need now that's going to help me to be happier as a teacher or as a mom or as a wife or whatever, I'm going to look it up now. And I cover all of that in E. Uh, so burned in is an eight-step process. E is extend your reach and possibility. So you know your challenges by this step. So where are you seeking out? Where are you extending your reach and saying, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna watch that video over there. I'm going to I'm going to read that book, or I'm going to ask this person this question. There's absolutely no need to wait. So that's that's for me. I mean, and as far as leading um, the professional development, I I love I I've been um, I I did a talk for for administrators last week on how they can support their teachers, and doing a talk for teachers this week on how they can um, how they can move through this burnout that they might be experiencing. Sorry, I just activated Siri again, and um, I just anytime I can do things like this podcast interviews anytime, because it it's another piece of information that's out there in the world for someone to find and to get what they need when they need it. All right, Amber. So you are also a podcaster and you host the burned in teacher podcast. So for the listener who is listening to our show right now and hasn't ever listened to your show and is going to go and check out the burned in teacher podcast, where should they begin in your back catalog? On Spotify, our episodes are not numbered, but there's a clarity series. There's a three-part series that I did um, to help teachers to sort of identify, like, what do you want and what is your plan to get there? Um, So these aired on um, December 21st of 2020, December 28th, and January 4th. So they, um, so it was about a year ago that I led this series, and it was really helpful to a lot of a lot of teachers in determining like how they wanted to start their new new year and what they wanted to focus on. But I know Stacy, you said you really enjoyed um, one of the latest episodes of the uh, three powerful questions that will have a big impact on your time. Um, yeah. And that one, I, ca- I come back to those all the time. That's why I decided to share them. They're very simple, but it's really meant to help, to help you to refocus when you feel like you have squirrel syndrome um, in your room or in, um, in your office or wherever it is that you're working. Yeah. And I love that you're like, get your pens and paper papers out, your, your pen and pencil out. And you know, if you've been with me for a while, you know that. And I was like, yep. And that was, mm-hmm. they were just three really easy questions. And I just like the last one, how it kind of gives permission to kind of make some of those um, decisions for yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you using yeah. your time? How can you real like reallocate your time and, and make some big adjustments. And since time was my one word for this year, um, that, that was really exciting to me. And I'm uh, glad it was helpful. Yeah. And, and, and real quick, it's, um, if you're listening in a place that has the episode numbers, the clarity series begins with episode 92 and that is, are you coachable? Yeah. That, that series was really fun to do. How can people connect with you? So, so you've got the podcast. What, what else can people do to connect with you and continue to learn from you and go from burned out to burned in? Yeah. Well, the number one step that I would take, and this will ultimately help you to connect with me, is to take the teacher burnout quiz if you're struggling uh, with burnout, burnintteacher.com slash burnout quiz. 
Um, it's just six questions. It's super quick, three minutes or less, and that will help you to identify your, your burnout type um, and therefore help you to really kind of hone in on what is challenging, challenging you the most at this current season and what steps you can take forward. Um, of course, you can email me anytime, support at burnandteacher.com. I answer my own emails. And um, you can connect with me on uh, on Instagram at Burned In Teacher. I used to be on Twitter quite a bit. That is something, especially since going back into the classroom, I've kind of decided which, which platform I'm going to focus on. It's been Instagram mostly. Um, but you can, yeah, reach out to me on any of any social media at Burned In Teacher. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here on this episode of Podcast PD. Amber, you provided a lot of insight. And certainly, I know probably all three of us We'll go back and re-listen to this. And that's me saying it after I edit it and publish it. I will go back and certainly listen again. So if you're listening to this and you got value, make sure that you share it around. Because if Stacey, AJ, and I are feeling like this, there are certainly lots of educators feeling something right now. And certainly, Amber, your words can, can help us. And you provided a lot of strategies that can also help out as well. And people can check out the show notes at podcastpd.com slash 112. That's 112. And yeah, thank you so much, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. All right. Uh, Time to do the magic, Chris. Well, before we do the magic, I do want to quickly thank our executive producers, Stephanie Scrocky and Sandy Hartman. If you want to support what we're doing here and you get value from the show, you can go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. And uh, I actually took the time to take one of these out. You get a handy dandy sticker to put on your laptop or your favorite mug or your, what's that really fancy hydro flask? Maybe you've got one of those. (laughs) Stacy's got two. She's rich. Um, No, I have one hydro flask and a cheap cheap bottle from uh, Target. I drink a lot of water. Good for you. Let's do the magic. All right. Well, it is time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Amber. Bye, Amber. Bye, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag Podcast PD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.